Hello everyone, this is Art Gelwicks, and I'd like to welcome you to this episode of Being Productive. Now each episode we explore concepts, techniques, and tools that will help you work less and accomplish more. Now since we're trying to be efficient as well as effective, let's go ahead and get started. Hello again, everybody. This is Art Gelwicks. I am back. It's been a little while since my last recording. I'm going to try and start doing these a little bit more frequently because this has been triggered by a recent episode of Cross Platform that Augusto and I recorded talking about simplifying your productivity tools and simplifying your approach to productivity. And I wanted to spend a little time digging more into this challenge that I'm dealing with right now and the migration that I'm making to mitigate this challenge. But I think it's something that other people encounter as well quite a bit. Uh, To give you a little backstory, over the past several months, I have been using Notion very heavily. And if you're familiar with Notion, you know how powerful a tool it is, how many capabilities it has, how many features and functions. Uh, If you're not familiar with Notion, it's every place online right now. If you do a search on YouTube or anyplace else, you will find all kinds of information about Notion as a platform. But there's one underlying comment that I see very frequently, not only about Notion, but about other tools of this same ilk. And that's you can spend an exorbitant amount of time working the tool rather than getting work done with the tool. And what I mean is, is that Notion itself, and I'm going to use this as the recurring example, Notion is really designed to be highly flexible. You can configure it to do pretty much whatever you'd like within its architectural confines. But with that in mind, it doesn't have a structure that lends itself to quickly deploying a solution that's going to work for the majority of people. You really need to tune it and make it match up with your needs. Now, that is clearly a benefit in the majority of cases, but it can also be a bit of a rabbit hole. Notion is primarily strengthened by the use of a concept called dashboards, creating pages within Notion that drive you to different activities and different functions to allow you to manage your information and your executables. The challenge becomes that these dashboards don't pre-exist. You configure them, or you go and you download a template and you put it in place and you, and you start to configure it. Well, that's all great and that's all well and good. Where the problem comes in is you spend a lot of time then, it's, should I say, it's easy to spend a lot of time tinkering and tuning these dashboards and changing them and flexing them to make them meet different needs. And for many people, they'll start going through this process and then realize that I just don't have the wherewithal nor time to tune this dashboard to be an exact fit. Maybe I should just go look for a template and use that. And then that becomes the second rabbit hole of constantly looking for templates that are a much closer fit to what you need. 
and this is not a failing of the platform by any stretch of the imagination. There's no question in my mind that this flexibility can be extremely useful and has been. I've used it quite a bit. But where I get back to that core dilemma is, am I spending too much time working the tool and not enough time working with the tool? And have I taken time to break my needs down into what needs to be done versus what needs to be done to do what needs to be done? And this is where I find myself now. I've started to move away from the highly complex platforms, the highly powerful platforms, to a more simplified structure and architecture. I'm going, I'm actually going back to a tool that I've used for years. I've had it as an account for more than 10 years now, and I keep going back to it uh, every couple of years. One, to see how it's changed and improved, but second, it has that common denominator feel to it that makes it easy to adopt, easy to adapt, and easy to put to use. That's workflowy. And if you Google workflowy or you look it up on the web, you may look at it and go, it's an outliner. That's basically it. it it's just outlines. I mean, it doesn't even have nice dashboards. It doesn't have pretty layouts and things like that. Well, it can to a degree. I mean, it is certainly much more feature focused than tools like a notion or a SharePoint or something along that line. But it's also very streamlined and efficient. If you need to take a note, you can take a note quickly. If you need to create a task, you can create a task quickly. If you need to move information around within the tool, you can do that very quickly. You can find things very quickly. It works nicely on desktop, on browser, and on mobile. It's one of those tools that just does its job does it well, and gets out of the way of the work that you need to do. For example, when I started to outline out this particular podcast episode, it took me about 10 minutes just to go through and crank out a basic outline and move concepts around in it. And the page exists, and it's an easy thing for me to look at while I'm doing this recording. It allowed me to focus on the work that needs to be done, not the process of creating something to manage that work. Hopefully that makes sense for you. So over the next multiple episodes, I'm going to be talking more and more about how do we start to simplify many of the things that we're doing and boil them down to just enough to get the work done. Rather than looking for perfection or beauty or any other core concept to that, I want to focus specifically on how do you just tick off the boxes and move on to the next thing to get that sense of accomplishment that things have happened. That way you're not sitting there feeling overwhelmed. The other part I'm going to be looking at as well over the next coming weeks is how does this apply and how is this type of a tool specifically useful for people who have ADHD challenges or that that style of challenge, whether they be diagnosed or undiagnosed or self-diagnosed, I'm not getting into that whole conversation. What I am, though, is going to look at a lot of the features and functions and challenges of those, those areas 
and how they fit into things like and tools like this. So for example, when you think about within the ADHD space, there's this concept called object impermanence, where if you can't see something, you forget about it. And it's not an intentional thing. It's not a forgetfulness thing. It's just built into how ADHD can function for some. That object impermanence is something that you can use a tool like this to help you mitigate. The key is the tool has to be simple enough to not distract from what you're trying to mitigate. So if you have uh, an activity that needs to be done and it needs to be worked through in detail, you can't wind up being sidetracked with trying to figure out how to make the tool do that. The tool has to almost become second nature. So that's the reason why I'm going to use a simplified tool like a workflowy. Uh, this is going to be the one I specifically reference to, but if you have a tool you're using now, a note-taking tool or an organizational tool, uh, I want you to start to think about how do I simplify what I'm doing with this? Have I made it too complicated? Have I made it too complex so that it is actually getting in the way of accomplishing things? But it may not even feel like it's getting in the way. It may just feel like part of the work that has to happen. And here's an analogy for you. If you were to decide that you had to run to the grocery store, for example, and you went out to your car, and every time you went out to your car, you had to decide how you wanted the dashboard of your car to be laid out and how you wanted the interior to be designed. And do you like this and do you adjust that? And, and would this possibly be better? How long is it going to take you to get to the grocery store? I think for the majority of people, they go out, they get in their car, they put the key in and drive off. This is what I'm talking about. This is simplification of productivity systems. And we're going to take a look at this in a great deal of detail. Um, probably some you'll agree with, probably some you won't agree with. And if you don't agree with it, great. Tell me, let me know. Reach out through all the different channels that you've heard me talk about over the years. Uh, if you do agree with it, I'd like to hear that as well. I need to understand from you, does this make sense to you? And am I explaining where my headspace is around this idea of simplification? Am I explaining it clearly? And am I making my point? So uh, I'm glad to be back. I know it's been a little while again, um, but I'm looking forward to doing more of these in the near future. I'm going to keep it very informal, very basic. We're not going to polish this up. Uh, because I think this is much more conversational than it need, than instructional when we look at these types of things. So thank you for listening, and let's all keep moving forward on being productive. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Being Productive and found it useful. Remember to like, subscribe, and share with others if you did. To explore this topic further or to start taking your own productivity to new heights, visit gelwickstech.com today to schedule your free initial consultation to discuss your needs. I'm your host, Art Gelwicks, and thanks again for listening to Being Productive.